0: once again it's time for and now the good news a weekly exploration of the good news happening in the world hi i'm your host reverend robert brzezinski and each week i explore and share the stories of hope and love and inspiration that have caught my eye in the past week we'll explore exactly how we can create a world that works better for everyone so get ready it's time and now good news well hello again dear ones reverend robert with you episode number 72 of and now the good news a weekly look at the good news stories that come across my desk. And I want to start off today by saying thank you to all of the wonderful listeners that are joining us for the first episode of 2021. Uh, The good news took a little hiatus there in the month of December and over the holidays. And I'll tell you, it was very much needed and uh, did great work to revive and reinvigorate Uh, not only my life, but the way we're going to bring you the good news moving forward. So I want to thank you for being with us and tuning back in. 2021 is upon us, and I promise you we're going to have a much, much better year than we did in 2020. However, as we learned throughout 2020, there really was, excuse the pun, a pandemic of good stories that happened, and most of the stories, listeners to the program know this, most of the stories that I share come from a website and an organization called the Good News Network. Now, I'll leave links in the show notes so you can find all of this, and those folks, they do great work over there, and they did bring us their top 50 positive stories of 2020, I'm going make. Sure you have a link there because I do not intend to go through all these stories here today. And in many ways, because many of these stories were featured throughout all the episodes we did in 2020. Uh, so I encourage you take a look at this uh, this one article and scroll through. See the, one, the stories you saw or the stories you want to revisit and some of the ones that maybe you missed or need to catch up on. Uh, it's a great recap of the top 50 stories that happened. And I'll tell you, the story that kept happening in 2020, again and again and again and again, we've heard stories of people leaving really huge tips to help people in need, waitresses, servers, waiters, uh, baristas, all over the country, bartenders all over the country, different ways, different p- times, different cities. People living, leaving great tips. This time uh, on New Year's Eve, as the clock was changing, as we were, as a, the staff at a juice bar, the Miami Squeeze uh, was they were closing down. One of their regular customers left a two two thousand eight hundred fourteen percent tip. Yep left a $2,021 tip for the new year. Uh, Staff originally thought it just meant $20.21 and chased the person down. And the uh, person said, nope. I don't want any. Don't want any publicity. Just wanted to support you guys. I'm in here all the time. I love you, and thank you for being here. And keep going and keep going. So I want us all to keep doing that. Let's find. I don't go out anywhere near as much as I used to, uh, but I definitely tip a little bit better than I used to as well. Let's keep that going. If you're ordering food in and your delivery drivers, let's start hearing the good news stories of people tipping delivery drivers two thousand percent. That'd be pretty cool. Hey, another really wild thing that happened in 2020, uh, we saw a real resurgence in animal life and uh, a a move towards a healthier planet in many, many ways. And I found this story, uh, a whole bunch of new critters and creatures were found. Exactly. New snakes, monkeys, arachnids, spiders, fungus, plants, all over the place, everywhere. We even found a new whale in the ocean. Yes, a new whale. A whale we didn't know about living in the ocean. Life continues, life grows. 2020 did not stop that. And it actually gave us a chance to explore a whole lot more. So I invite you to check that story out as well. Now, here's one of the the favorites that I missed uh, sharing with you that I saw over the holiday break. A 93-year-old veteran took to some, uh, just didn't want to sit still and (laughs) uh, started whittling. Uh, Ex-Air Force Colonel John Hobson decided he wanted to whittle and started whittling walking sticks. And he started selling them in his front yard for $3 each. And donating the money to, and the intention is to donate the money to a local food pantry. Now his first600 st- his first hundred sticks uh, sold out almost immediately. And his family decided they wanted to do something more. So they set up a GoFundMe campaign. That brought in almost $10,000 dollars. Additional donations were made to uh, bring that total up to just around $16,000. And my understanding is it's still going. I don't think they've closed the GoFundMe. What all started with oh, a gentleman just wanting to stay busy, busy and help his local friends and help, help a local food bank turned into a really, really great project. And for me, that's a big part of what 2020 was all about. People coming together to do what they were called to do in little ways that countless times over this past year blossomed into big things, into big projects. And uh, and age had nothing to do with it. We've reported stories on young uh, kids and uh, and of all age ranges. Putting forth a project that people said, yes, I can help. And a little few bucks here and a few bucks there. And together a mighty, mighty change has been happening across the planet. Here's another story that happened right before the new year. An Arkansas woman paid almost $30,000 for groceries at two different Kroger locations and just started, everybody that walked up, told the manager, here's how much, cover it. And uh, everybody that walked up, they rang up their groceries, got to the total, and the managers would say, That's on us today. Close to $30,000 in donations. What a great, great thing. Ashley Ann Jones, 35 in Arkansas. Now, she's not new to philanthropy. Uh, She also gave away quite a bit of cash this past year too and really has a commitment to support and help her community. Thank you, Ashley, for being one of those people that's doing the good thing doing the good work, bringing forward the good news, helping us to have something to celebrate. And hey, Arkansas, uh, that's not the only good story we found in Arkansas recently. Dr. Omar Atik, I hope I'm pronouncing that properly, Back in 91, 1991, he founded the Arkansas Cancer Clinic. Now, over the years, he served a lot of people uh, at his Pine Bluff facility. And unfortunately, in February of 2020, it doesn't say because of the COVID, it just says in 2020, in February, the clinic had to close predominantly because of staffing shortages. Well, the good doctor uh, started to, you know, closed down his business and started looking around and realized that he was owed close to $650,000 in outstanding debt from patients. See, he had a habit over the years of helping people whether they could afford to pay or not. And no matter what their insurance covered, and he would make sure people got the care they needed. Well, he started to realize that most of the people he was talking, he was you know, trying to con- collect this money from I, had hit dire straits because of COVID or were in a different situation. And so he sat down with his wife and said, I think this is the thing we should do. Uh, she agreed. They went about it, figured out how legally they, this could all happen. And he forgave all $650,000 in debt. This year at Christmas, he sent a card to all of those patients, all of his patients throughout the years, uh, every address he said he had, and let them know, "Hey, this is you've given me a great life. I've had a great business, and uh, this is what we've decided to do." And wrote it all off, six hundred fifty thousand dollars in medical debt. Congratulations, sir! Kudos to you, doctor. You're doing that good work and inspiring. Uh, A humanity, I believe, to our next form of greatness. Hey, here's an interesting story. Chopsticks. You ever thought about chopsticks? Ever thought about how many chopsticks end up in the landfill? Ever thought about how many chopsticks worldwide end up in a landfill? Well, doctoral student Felix Bach did. While well, he was living, uh, working at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, uh, in the forestry department there, he and his partner girlfriend were uh, were out having food and started thinking about chopsticks, and had a great idea. He works with restaurants to collect and recycle the used chopsticks and then using kind of like a glue lamp kind of idea, uh, presses those, cleans them and seals them and then presses them down into blocks and then cuts the blocks into different uh, items and, and products and things that we can use. Stair treads, cutting boards, many of them containing thousands of chopsticks. Which is great, because if you think about it, we're throwing away billions of chopsticks a year, ending up in the landfills. Uh, I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can learn more about what this amazing Felix Bach is doing for us and for our environment and for the planet. Congratulations, sir. Kudos, kudos, kudos to you. And that led me to, wow, this story now, in the old days, we built buildings out of wood because that's what we had, and we had a lot of fires, and a lot of cities across North America, we've had a lot of ca- catastrophic fires. So we went to steel, and we went to metal, and we went to other things. Well, now we're going back. Oregon a company came together creating what's called ply scrapers. Yes, that's skyscrapers made out of Plywood. And this is a new idea, it's a cross-laminating uh, system and so what comes down is they create uh, plywood and then laminating those boards at varying degrees, at different degrees, uh, at different angles, and then pressing them together and making, again, really big, thick, heavy glue lamps. Now these new, uh, new type of lumber they're calling it cross-laminated timber, or CLT for short. Uh, these, these, this technology is being used in buildings, 19 stories tall. The Terrace House in Vancouver, uh, the Ho-Ho in Vienna is 24. The Ascent in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 25 stories. There's a building in Norway uh, that is poised to be the new tallest building. Uh, and others that uh, they believe they can go up to 2,000 feet tall using this technology as countries and governments start to recognize that it could be used. Now, here's the cool part. You might think that building a building out of trees, how does the carbon, the whole nine yards, well, The team has developed, uh, they've looked at this from a different idea that says at a certain point, a tree stops absorbing carbon from the atmosphere and starts emitting carbon in the atmosphere as it begins to break down. And if we can get to trees right at that right time before, while they're still kind of just finishing their absorption, but not ready to break down and emit carbon, we can use those trees, use that wood capture that carbon inside this process and keep that carbon inside the lumber for another 100 to 200 years maybe. Pretty cool stuff. Thinking outside the box on ways that we can use what's and, and eliminate the carbon load. Pretty cool stuff. Hey, here's probably one of my favorite stories of the new year so far. You may know that... Uh, the Arctic plains, oil planes came up for lease in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge just about a week ago now. Well, here's the good news. Nobody showed up. What, what if you leased off what could be some of the most oil-rich lease lands in America and none of the big oil companies showed up? Well, that's what happened. It ends up that uh, the government of Alaska was the sole bidder on 22 of the parcels. Uh, they were they won on nine of the parcels, 12 of the parcels, uh, nine out of the 12 that received bids, so only 12 of the parcels even received bids in all of this. Ala- the state of Alaska ended up with nine of those, and then small private companies ended up with the other three. The region is... While not being protected and has been, uh, is now leased, uh, it went for a lot less than anybody thought it was going to. Uh, it's proving, I believe, that the, the oil industry recognizes how incredibly uh, bad an idea this would be to drill in the Arctic Wildlife Refuge and stayed away from those lease sales. I don't say it often, but hey, let's hear it for the big oil companies. Kudos for maybe catching a glimpse of the fact that your industry is dying. And this would be a very, very bad idea for you. Uh, We'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye on this story. But I think it's a good, good story. And one of the other really fun stories I heard, how would it be if you were 17 and, uh, and a science aficionado? I don't, I don't want to call this young woman a nerd. Uh, you're a science aficionado. You're 17 and you win $400,000 for creating a five-minute video that explains something that seems pretty obvious to you and pretty simple to you. We're talking about a young woman. Uh, I, now, I really do hope I'm going to get your name right. Maryam uh, Shuge, I believe is how you would say this uh she won the 6th annual Breakthrough Junior Challenge Science Competition. The Junior the Breakthrough Junior Challenge is a global science competition is created to inspire creative thinking about fundamental concepts in the life sciences, physics and mathematics. And she created this a wonderful video that talks about how uh, how quantum tunneling works and equates it to what happens in video games. And uh, I think it's incredibly appropriate and acred- ac- incredibly appro- approachable. Uh, so overall, won 400000 in educational prizes uh, for not only herself, but her teacher and her school as well. So she gets a quarter of a million 250,000 in college scholarship, uh, and her science teacher receives a fifty thousand dollar prize, and the high school where she attended also uh, will receive a state of the art science lab valued at around a hundred thousand dollars, four hundred thousand for the whole program. In this amazing, what a great, great, great story! And I think one of the great ways to kick off twenty twenty one to look at the places and say hey, there is no matter what, when I'm working in my personal zone of genius, when, when each of us is working in that place where we're having fun, doing what we're called, serving in ways that are meaningful, well there's nothing we can't accomplish. Whether that's a big tip, whether that's a new company, a new way to help the environment, or whether it's just a simple act of kindness, we each, are making a difference in the lives of all of those around us. So I invite you to join us this year as we continue along this new journey of the Good News 2021. Please send us your stories. If you have stories or you'd like us to feature someone specific, send us an email, goodnews at ntmedia.org and we'll be sure to take a look at your story and perhaps cover it in one of our upcoming episodes. All right, that's it for this week, folks. I'll be back again next week with more good news from the New Thought Media Network. I'm Rev. Robert Brzezinski. Until then, peace and blessings. You've been listening to And Now the Good News, a part of the New Thought Media Network, available exclusively at New Thought Radio. Join us, patreon.com forward slash new thought radio positively inspiring